You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Joining us at the Eagle is Butch Trucks of the Almond Brothers Band and he and uh, his freight train band to be at the Capitol Theater in downtown Clearwater. That's going to be New Year's Eve. Butch, what have you been up to, my friend? There you go. But it's formerly of the of the Almond Brothers Band, currently with Butch Trucks and the Freight Train Band, and I've got another project that's up in the air right now that uh, we'll be making an announcement on after the first of the year that I think is going to surprise the heck out of everyone. But I can't talk about that yet. I understand. I understand. You know the uh, the freight so train. Today we talk about. The, the freight train band coming and playing New Year's Eve, a late late show in, uh, where are we playing? Downtown oh, Clearwater, Capitol Theater. Capitol Theater. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's it. Haven't been there in a while. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, you'll have a blast. Hey, Butch, I want, to, uh, I want you to walk us through the band, because it's kind of a family affair, but walk us through the members of the band. You've got some great players with you. Well, it, it started off with, well, I guess, I, I don't know if you know about where the name came from. We can get that out of the way. But sure. uh, years ago, well, we were recording a show, and, and Dickie Betts steps, steps up to the mic to introduce everybody. And he says, and back on the drums, we have Butch Trucks. We call him the freight train. And I had never heard that before in my life. <laughs> but it stuck. So for for the next decade or so or two to however long it lasted, that, that, that's what they call me, the freight train. So when I put this band together with a good friend of mine out of West Palm Beach by the name of Mike Price, he, he's kind of our road manager and uh, kind of fills in with the freight train like Kirk West used to with the Allman Brothers, you know, the tour mystic and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first place I went was to Barry Oakley Jr. Um, you know, Barry lives right near Clearwater over in Sarasota, and um, and it's the son of Barry Oakley, our original bass player with the Almond Brothers, and he's grown up to be a hell of a bass player like his dad. But unlike his dad, he can actually sing really well. <laughs> and so that was... So Barry and I started this, and and the first few shows we played uh, were with Damon Fowler. You know Damon? Oh, absolutely. Great player. Okay, well, yeah, absolutely. And then the last run we did, I was able to get my son, Valor, who's the little cute little kid on the cover of a Brothers and Sisters album. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but that was... That was about 42 years ago. He's a lot bigger. He's he's about a foot taller than I am now. And uh, but he's one hell of a guitar player. So this next run is going to be very special because we're going to have Valor and Damon. Beautiful. So it'll be Valor and Damon, Barry Oakley, me, and we're bringing Bruce Katz. Have you heard of Bruce Katz? Absolutely, I have. Uh, keyboard player with Greg Allman for for many years, 
has played with the Almond Brothers time and time and time again. He's one of the best keyboard players I know. And I found out not long ago that he taught for years at Berkeley School of Music. So um, that's very, very well, uh, incredibly good player. That, that's and, quite a pedigree. So you... That's the basic band. Pardon? I said, well, it's quite a pedigree. I mean, uh, with Bruce, uh, you know, at, at, at Berkeley, but also, you know, just the, the guys that you've lined up. I mean, they all seem to be such a perfect fit. It, it really is. It's a, it's an incredible fit, and luckily everybody's extremely good because I'm I'm sitting over here in about it's three o'clock in the afternoon where I am, but about an hour from now, I've got a couple more interviews to do. We're doing six shows on this run. Uh, I'm going to find out just how tough I am because I've, I'm going to stay over here in France so I can have Christmas with my, with my wife. And then she has to drive me about a half, a half an hour into the nearest city called Nîmes, France, uh, at, at like five o'clock in the, in the evening. And then I'm catching a train up to Charles de Gaulle, spend the night at Charles de Gaulle Airport, and then I have an 8 o'clock flight the next morning out of Charles de Gaulle to Miami. It arrives at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then six hours later I play our first set at the Funky Biscuit down in Boca Raton. Then the next morning at 9 o'clock we're on a train to ja- I mean, uh, in cars to Jacksonville, play there, and then where do we go? Then I think we go over to Bradenton. No, no, no. Then back down to Stewart. Then over to Bradenton. Then to Orlando. And then we finish up. Clearwater is the last of six in a row after landing um, on the, the 26th. Wow. So, uh, by then, we should be well warmed up, actually have time to get some rehearsing in. But, hell, we've got about 13 or 14 new songs we've added to the list. And everybody has put them on their iTunes, and I sit here every afternoon and practice for about an hour and a half just running through all these tunes, so when we get together the night of the 26th, we'll start playing them, and we haven't even played them together yet, so this is going to be really fun. What, uh, what I call jamming at its highest level. Butch, what are, what are some of the things we might hear uh, uh, New Year's Eve at the Cap uh, in Clearwater? Just, maybe just give me a couple of hints. Well, we're definitely going to do some of the Almond Brothers' greatest hits. We'll play Elizabeth Reed. We'll, you know, come do an encore and do Whippin' Post. We open every show with Hot Lana because that's one of the couple of tunes that I actually got credit for writing on, and and I just love playing it. You know, it's a short and sweet, kick-ass tune where everybody gets a chance to play, and you know, and it doesn't it doesn't go on and on like like Elizabeth Reed does. So it's, it's a great song to open with. And we'll stick a few Almond Brothers tunes through the set, but like right now I'm looking at, uh, you know, 12 new songs that I've been working on every day. First one is an original by by Bruce Katz. He wrote it. It's a instrumental called Just an Expression. And then we're doing another tune uh, that we've, we've, we played the last time together. It's an old Les, Les McCann and Eddie Harris tune. And then a Jeff Schofield tune, uh, an old tune by Delaney and Bonnie, a Jeff Beck tune, a really old tune by Billy Preston, 
and then a couple of Bob Dylan songs, and we'll see how it goes on the 26th, but one of them I'm actually going to sing. Whoa! And that's something I haven't done in over 45 years, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm going to try Highway 61 Revisited, see if I can make it through it. Okay. Hey, Butch, I have to ask you this, uh, and that is, have you heard, did you get an advanced copy of Let Me Get By, the new Tedeschi Trucks Band? Did they get you an advanced copy? No. I, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, sh- uh, sh- we're all kind of, you know, my wife and I have been over here in France since May. So I'm just kind of out of the loop, you know, and um, and I like it that way. I mean, you know, it's been a it's been a long year. Um, you know, that 25 year run with the Allman Brothers was really special, and those last shows we did at the Beacon October of 2014 were just really special. And so this year has been kind of uh, take it take a little break get away from it, but also, you know, there is kind of an emptiness because there's so much passion that we put into that band, and especially playing at the Beacon Theater and those long runs that we did there. We closed out the Beacon in October with 367 sellouts in a row over a 25-year period. Wow, wow. Do you remember much about the... Uh, do you remember... Anybody will ever come close to that. No, that's for sure. I want to go back to the Fillmore East days. Do you remember a lot of, uh, about that time? They they often called you the house band of uh, Bill Graham's Fillmore East. And, of course, the, the monumental live album, The well, Almonds we, at It. We definitely were, and, and Bill made, made no qualms about it. You know, when it came time to close the Fillmore, he chose us, and... And you can hear his introduction on closing night where he says, and now we'll finish with the greatest of them all, the Allman Brothers. Wow. No, it's just it's just one of those things that you'll never forget to hear a guy like, because Bill Graham never did anything. He, I mean, he was famous about doing nothing but walking on stage and saying, and now the Allman Brothers and walk away. <laughs> well, he everybody. It didn't matter if it was Bob Dylan or the Beatles or... That's the way he did it. And for him to say, because the night before that closing night, we played our second show from 1 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock the next morning. Wow! Hours were just, and I mean, we we, we played like a three-hour set and came back, and this was really the closing night of the Fillmore because the next night it was all by special invitation, Mostly record uh, record company people and crap like that, and then so many special guests showed up. I mean, this is funny. Bill Graham had us as a closing act, <clears throat> but he also put out the word that anybody that ever played the Fillmore was welcome to come and play. So the Beach Boys showed up, threw all their gear on the stage, and the road manager went to Bill Graham and said, "Okay, the Beach Boys are here, but they're going to have to close." And Bill just turned around without without any break and said, well, go, go ahead and pack your shit up. I got my closing act. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Oh, oh okay. Well, we'll, we'll go on before them. So, so they did, and they got on stage and, and played about an hour and a half of brand new music that bored everybody to death. And just about the time they were about to give up, 
they played one of their old surfing songs, and the place went crazy, so they played for another hour or two, and we didn't get on stage for like 3 o'clock in the morning after playing seven hours the night before. Wow, wow, wow. And, and when I got there that night, that closing night, that was the first time I ever personally met Bill Graham. You know, he was just this this bigger-than-life figure that was always around screaming at somebody that screwed up the night before. Mm. And um, you, you just kind of, you know, but I walked on that stage after playing until 8 o'clock in the morning. We finished that show, and there was no applause. The crowd was completely silent. And... And somebody got up and opened the doors, and the sun came pouring in. Oh, man. And I was just sitting there completely spent. I remember Dwayne walking across in front of me, dragging his guitar, saying, Damn, it's like leaving church. And then the crowd, and this was a New York City beacon, I mean, Fillmore East crowd, that's usually stark raving crazy. And they got up and quietly walked out. And it was like leaving church. It was it was unbelievable. But the next night, I walked onto the stage, and Bill Graham saw me and ran across the stage, grabbed me around the neck, and just went on. And I said, thank you for last night. That made all these years of the bullshit worth it. And then he went on and on and on. But he wound up by saying, if I had my way, when you guys finished that set at 8 o'clock this morning, I'd have been sealed in my bubble and gone off to wherever I'm going. And it that was the beginning of years of an incredible friendship with Bill Graham. That is a great story, Butch. That, that's a great, great story. It's I got a lot of them. I bet. I bet. <laughs> that's one of the best. It's going to be Butch Truck and the Freight Train Band. That is going to be New Year's Eve. It is happening in downtown Clearwater at the gorgeous uh, Capitol Theater. And uh, you can be there. Tickets are available. You can uh, check online at Ruth Eckert or uh, at the Cap Theater uh, box office there. Butch, we are looking forward to seeing you and your outstanding band. And uh, want you to have uh, safe travels. And it's great catching up with you, brother. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.